Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Student Spin Podcast. Today is March the 10th, 2021. I would like to remind everybody that any opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of our sister production, The Six Mile Post. I am Austin Williams, and I'm joined by my great co-host, Kimberly. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. It's always great to hear. Uh, it's great to have everybody here, and I think we're going to start off with our regular scheduled broadcast today, start off with some school news. All right, so um, March 15th, that's the last day to withdraw from any class that you might want to, and make sure you have no holds on your account if you wish to withdraw from any said class, March the 15th. And then we have social speaker on racism and justice. Um, the next piece of school news is an upcoming speaker series on Friday, March the 19th from 10 to 10.30 a.m. for the next lecture in the social science and education speaker series on racism and social justice. The speaker will be Mary Crow, a member of the Eastern Band of Cherokee. The title of the lecture is Land, Sovereignty, and Healing. Uh, you can find the invitation and register for the event on your Outlook student email. For our final piece of school news, uh, we have an event that Kimberly will be attending as long as our Six Mile Post uh, teammates. Uh, there will be a discussion on media portrayals of women led by Ms. Travis Baldwin Obias, uh, Professor of Communication at GHC. Uh, this event is taking place at the Cartersville campus and will be live streamed and available via Zoom. You can also find this invitation in your Outlook student email and register for the event in there as well. Uh, the movie that will be screening and discussed will be Misrepresentation, a documentary by Seibel Newsom. Uh, Chick-fil-A will be provided by the GAC student engagement team as well at the Cartersville campus location while supplies last. So Kimberly, um, uh, what can you tell us a little bit about what's going on here? Yeah, so I will be there moderating. I'll be making sure that our Ms. Tobias knows um, or understands the questions um, that are coming in and that um, the people out there are getting the responses. So we would love for y'all to sign up um, and ask plenty of questions, watch the documentary. Um, it should be really, really interesting. All right, so we're going to move on to some local news, which I will be doing. And first off, we're going to go with, are you eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine in Georgia? And this is, comes from patch.com. If you are eligible for one, here may be some options to find a vaccine in Georgia. Um, here are some job titles who are eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine right now. Uh, you got healthcare workers, uh, physicians, nurses, lab techs, emergency workers. You have law enforcement, fire personnel, first responders, Residents and staff of long-term care facilities, uh, individuals 65 and older and their caregivers, uh, educators and staff, adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their caregivers, and parents of children with complex medical conditions. Starting with the Georgia Department of Public Health COVID-19 vaccination website, on it are the links to scheduling vaccinations at www.dph.georgia.gov. Uh, you can find these uh, vaccination locations at county health departments, CVSs, Ingalls, Kroger, Publix, You Save It, Walgreens, and Walmart at said locations. Uh, so if you're eligible, I definitely recommend probably go get a vaccination if that's what you're comfortable with and uh, see if you're eligible. So here's our second piece of local news. Uh, former Georgia President Jimmy Carter is disheartened and saddened and angry by the GOP push to curb voting rights in Georgia. It's coming from the New York Times. Um, Carter, a one-term Georgia governor who ran for office in the 1960s, said efforts by Republicans in the state to restrict ballot access represented an attempt to turn back the clock on hard-won progress and empowering disenfranchised voters. Uh, the quote by him says, I am disheartened, saddened, and angry. Uh, Mr. Carter wrote in a statement released by his charitable foundation on Tuesday, a day after Republican-controlled states and an approval of a bill repealing no-excuse absentee voting. 
Um, he also stated American democracy means every eligible person has the right to vote in an election that is fair, open, and secure. And we must not lose the progress we have made. We must not promote confidence among one segment of the electorate by restricting the participation of others. Our goal always should be to increase, not decrease voter participation. And I've heard a lot about Republicans really angry about how the absentee ballot, uh, voting went this year. And that's how a lot of Democratic votes did get in is by absentee voting because due to COVID-19. So I get it. I don't I'm not sure if it's really fair because, you know, I don't think absentee voting would have been as big as it was if COVID never happened. And who knows really who would have won. Maybe it was a big part of why Joe Biden won. Maybe it wasn't. But I understand why people may be concerned how it is not fair to one president, maybe. But I do kind of see this as taking away rights of people voting, maybe of people who have to work like a lot of jobs, a lot of hours, like people are, won't be able to have the option to vote if they take away absentee ballots, stuff like that. So I see what he's saying. There are two sides to the story when it comes to absentee voting, but I do kind of see it as like limiting it is not really, doesn't really seem democratic in my eyes. Do you have any opinions on it? I do. Um, absentee ballots to me should be limited, extremely limited um, to absolute, you should have, you know, documentation of certain situations simply because we don't just do absentee voting and then voting the day of, we also have early voting. So there are mm -hmm. plenty, there's plenty of time for people to arrange in their schedule and figure out a way to get there. And um, it's what you want to make time for. I mean, yeah. in my personal opinion. So um, I just, I think absentee voting, there's a, there's a lot of problems with it when you open it up to the masses instead of keeping it very limited. Yeah, that's the only that's the only way my grandparents could have voted this year was by absentee voting, and um, you know, they're older, COVID nineteen and stuff like that. So, when you are taking away some people, you might be losing a good amount of your voters who are trying to vote for a certain party, and so it, it is it is a hard thing to like control. Right, democracy, government, it's hard. There's not really any way to make everybody happy, but um, I guess we'll see how it goes. We have. Joe Biden for our president for the next four years. So let's see what happens and just hope we can all get better from COVID-19 and just the kind of rough start 2021 has started off with. Right. All right. So um, I guess we can move on to world news. Kim, what do you got for us? This is actually a great segue into our world news today. So this next piece is about the Myanmar coup. If you haven't been keeping up with it, we've talked about it a couple of times. Um, it's a great way to highlight um, our democracy and how well it works. No matter who you voted for, no matter what you agree or disagree with, we had a, most of the world would consider a peaceful transition of power. Did we have some protests? Did people storm the Capitol this time, which was really odd to me? Um, yes, but all in all, it was a peaceful transfer of power. Military was not involved as far as they were involved with the capital, but they weren't involved nationwide with lockdowns and curfews and people not being able to do things. Um, the Joe Biden was not put under house arrest. And this is actually what has happened in Myanmar. So they had a democratic election um, on February 1st, 2021. Aung San Suu Kyi won by a landslide. 
and the opposing party, which was backed by the military and the military commander in chief, Min Ong Lang, um, who is now in power, decided that they did not like the outcome of this said dem democratic election. They were calling for um, a rerun of the vote and claiming widespread fraud. And so he just decided to take power and put Aung San Suu Kyi under house arrest. Um, there have been mass protests. A lot of the protesters are getting actually democracy tattoos. Um, there's great outrage. Min Ong Hyang, I think I'm saying this correctly, says a true democratic election will take place after the state of emergency ends. And we all know how that typically goes. <laughs> so just understand that even though our country may have its problems, we have a successful democratic government that offers us a way to transition peacefully. Um, it may not be as peaceful as we would like sometimes, but it is it is a peaceful transfer of power. And on to our next piece of world news, which is the, as I'm sure everybody has been watching, the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah Winfrey. Um, Buckingham Palace had a response. This is from NPR. Um, com. So they have said that they are saddened to learn of the extent of the challenges faced by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Um, I would speculate that, you know, they said that one of the royal family members made a comment about Harry and Meghan's child, the color, you know, if the skin was going to be, how dark it was going to be. Um, and they would not make Archie a prince. I don't think it takes a lot of guesswork to figure out who made the comment, um, since he already clarified it was not um, the queen or the king. So um, in my opinion, it would probably land on his dad, especially since they've had a falling out since then and are not really communicating well. But it's been a huge thing. Even Piers Morgan was on the BBC morning show that he does and he does not like Megan at all, called her a liar, um, all these different things, and walked off set and then ended up quitting his job over this interview, which is just crazy to me. I mean, just it's to me, it's a mind your business kind of thing. Like, why is your opinion so strong that you would quit your job over it? I don't know. Um, I am glad that they have made a decision to protect their family. It's, you know, to watch Harry support her um, and do what they need to do for their family. I, I commend them for that. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I saw that Pierce, I saw a notification that Pierce Morgan quit. And I was like, I've heard that name somewhere. And I didn't even like look it up or anything, but after I, that's crazy. That's American somebody... Idol, baby. Oh Everybody's, God. there's a lot of backlash because they're like, look, he can dish it out, but he can't take it, so. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. So now we're going to move on to music, TVs, and movies. And I am going to start actually with a place to visit. So I had the chance to go with my boyfriend this weekend to um, Barber Motorsports Vintage Museum in Birmingham, Alabama. It is phenomenal. <laughs> if you love motorcycles and vintage automobiles, you need to take your butt there now. If you like NASCAR and motorcycle and, uh, and car races, 
go now. It is five stories. It's only $15 to get in. It took us a good, we were there a good five hours and we probably could have stayed a couple more. Um, We kind of started rushing ourselves through some of it because we're like, there's no way we're going to make it through the whole thing. Um, But it goes, I mean, it is just amazing. Replica, some are replicas, some are restored and some Mm -hmm. are there that are just, you can see the chipped paint. It's, it's not behind anything. It's not behind glass or anything. It's right there. Don't touch it. It's a museum. Um, but it's right there. It's close. It's, I mean, and then there's a, it's got huge windows in all over the building, but off the back, mm-hmm. it overlooks their own private um, raceway. And there's two bridges that you can walkway bridges that you can walk over that actually have glass in the bridge mm-hmm. so that you can actually stand over the people racing and they had the international endurance racing going on mm-hmm. so oh my gosh it was just the coolest thing <laughs> it was really cool and they've got some other interesting things um that are just kind of quirky and funny like you walk this trail and it goes over the raceway and then it goes and when I say over the raceway I mean they're they're literally racing their car just like right under you um and you walk through well there's this pond and Bigfoot there's a statue of Bigfoot over there and then you keep walking and you go to the next bridge and there's um below the you come up below the bridge well over the middle of the raceway underneath the bridge is hanging this mannequin woman and then on the other side is like King Kong trying to push over one of the, the back of King Kong trying to push over one of the pillars of the, it's just, there's just some quirky and fun stuff. It was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Sounds really cool. My dad would love that. He's the biggest NASCAR guy ever. Oh it was great. You said, where is it at? It is in Birmingham, Alabama. It's the Barber okay. Motorsports Vintage Museum. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then as far as music this week, I've got two. Um, one is not quite so new, but it's new to us, I think. And then like to the U.S. And then there's one who is, I mean, brand spanking new. And I, I really wish he'd start making his own stuff. So the first one is Kaleo. It's an Icelandic rock band. Um, two of the, my favorite songs are Break My Baby, which is a new single, and Broken Bones. Um, so if you haven't heard of Kaleo, go check him out on Spotify and Pandora. Um, the other one is, and I found him on TikTok. Mm. Love his voice. Mm. It is a phenomenal voice. Um, he's with the band On and May Conterite. They're a German rock band. So he is a, a German citizen. But when he sings English songs, I mean, I like to listen to German songs. I mean, I like international songs anyway, Mm. but um, if you don't, you want English versions. He's put out some Tom's Diner, which is from the 90s, Mm. um, and then Come Together from the Beatles. Isn't that the Beatles? Is that the Beatles? That's the Beatles. Yeah, it is. Okay. Get that wrong. That's pretty big. Um, And then Come Together from the Beatles. Um, You can find those on Spotify. You're not going to, you'll find the only the German songs by the German band he's with on Pandora, but you're not going to find him and his stuff. But if you really want to hear his voice, find Henning May on TikTok. Listen, it is, I mean, his voice is just, it is phenomenal. It's super deep and it's like raspy and gravelly and oh my God. 
It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, TV show, I've got WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And if you watch it, this is the season finale just came out. Um, don't just end at the credits. Watch it till the very end. There are two Easter eggs for next next season. And they're they're good. They're good Easter eggs. Um, and then I have a movie, and this is gonna sound ridiculous. Remember, I'm a mother of four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Disney. So you, typically the sequel is not as good as the first movie. Mm. So Maleficent loved Maleficent. I love the take on it. I love Angelina Jolie does a phenomenal job. But last night I was on Disney plus app and I happened to see that they had Maleficent mistress of evil. It's the second installment. Oh my God. If you love fantasy films, if you love anything to do with like, sounds so dumb, fairies and um, no, it's, yeah, it's exactly and what it flying is. creatures and the graphics in this are phenomenal. The storyline mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Um, it's got very grown-up stuff in it while still being on a child's level. So it's it's fantastic. You should check it out. So what do you have, Austin? Oh, I well, I agree with your take on Maleficent. It's a very, very, very good movie. And I love the fairies and pixies and everything about it. And it's very, very good movie. Um, for music, I got Leslie Odom Jr. He played Aaron Burr in Hamilton, but he also has a lot of like solo albums and stuff like that. And he makes his own music. He recently had a pretty big song that popped up like sometime in 2020. I really enjoy his music. Uh, go check him out. He does like classical stuff and uh, he has like Christmas albums and stuff like that. So go check him out, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Um, I guess we're going to talk about museums. Um, I haven't been to a museum in a while, but the last time I went to a museum was with my girlfriend. We went to the Tennessee Aquarium because we couldn't go to the Atlanta Aquarium because it is always traffic in Atlanta. You probably know it's just awful. So yeah, the Tennessee Aquarium, it's like three stories that has so many different kinds of fish. And my favorite one was like the swamp exhibit because you got to see that like clear water uh, alligators just float up and they had like little um they had like little plastic coverings to cover their claws oh okay and they look like they had like little painted nails on and it was really cute and like <laughs> they you see them like sunbathing and sleeping and they had this oh my god they, they had this um seemed like to be a 200 year old alligator snapping turtle that thing was ancient and we we went back again because as soon as you buy a ticket you get to go as many times as you want and First time I went up there, the snapping turtle was just laying in the middle of the exhibit, like sleeping. And as soon as we went back, like three hours later, it was still there. So that thing is ancient. But no, the Tennessee Aquarium, uh, from where I'm at, uh, North Georgia, pretty much, it's like an hour, like only an hour away, 50 minutes away. So if you have the opportunity to get it, it's probably going to take you longer to get to the Atlanta Aquarium than harder parking. So now downtown um, Tennessee, it's very pretty. It's a very beautiful place. They got the bridge and everything like that. I can't remember the name of the city at the moment, but Chattanooga. Tennessee, yeah, Chattanooga. Sorry, Chattanooga downtown. Downtown Chattanooga is very beautiful part of Tennessee. Uh, amazing uh, restaurants uh, next to the lake and everything like that. So, um, river. Sorry, it's a very beautiful spot. So I go check it out. Chattanooga is um, amazing. Chattanooga yeah. really is amazing. They've got the comedy catch too, if you like comedy clubs. Mm. Um, oh yeah, the downtown spot is really is really cool. Uh, we also uh, we biked across the bridge over there, so it's really fun. I had more fun than she did because she did not want to bike, but I did. 
But um, other than that, I don't really have anything watching right now. I'm going through midterm, so I don't really have much to watch. I've been playing some video games on the side, but you guys, if anybody likes video games out there, play Fallout New Vegas, any Fallout game, amazing game. Um, but other than that, that's that's all I'm doing. But yeah, that's it for me. Well, good. Well, I guess we will see y'all in two weeks. Yep, see you guys then. Bye. Bye.